Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes to make you wealthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know, what you need to watch your earnings grow. You can reach a record high with a business enterprise. Listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's April 26, 2015, coming to you live from New York, New York. April showers will bring May flowers on this chilly evening in New York City, while some of you are happy the coyotes were caught this week and others are still waiting spring weather. We have a wonderful show for you today with P. Frank Williams, president of Profit From It Entertainment. Good evening, P. Frank. Hey, how you doing tonight? What's happening, happening, happening? <laughs> P. Frank Williams has produced and directed shows such as BET's American Gangster, the Summer Olympics on NBC, and Unsung on TV One which has won four NAACP Image Awards. He is the founder and president of Profit From It Entertainment with a new movie entitled A Madam's Heaven and Hell. Welcome to the show, P. Frank. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll have a hearty, fun conversation. That's a lot of different – when you say it back to me, I'm like, wow, that's some uh, interesting shows right there. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess not you. Uh, when did you uh, first – started or wanted to know that you wanted to be a TV film producer? Well, you know, I think I didn't actually start out to be a television film producer. I was a, a writer and a journalist. As a little kid, I used to, uh, like, write, you know, uh, little stories and stuff like that, and then that developed into, like, homies in my hood. They couldn't really write letters for their girlfriends. And so, um, you know, often I would actually be like 10, 12 years old writing letters for like 16, 17-year-old boys, and they pay me a little money. I was like, hey, this this storytelling might be the thing to do. And so that, you know, that morphed into uh, writing at the L.A. Times and um, later The Source, where I was executive editor, and then, you know, that morphed into television shows like Source Awards and BT Awards, which grew into Gangster and Unsung. So it's just, I don't know if I ever really wanted to do it. You know, it's like life, anything, it just sort of happened, you know what I mean? So uh, I like telling stories, and so whatever form I can do that in, television, film, newspaper, magazine, it's all good for me. So, so it sounds like you were a matchmaker. I'm surprised you haven't had a dating show. <laughs> Why would I have a dating show? That'd be, you know, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, in L.A., come on, man, the dating is horrible. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's better in New York to me. I had a much more awesome time when I was, a, you know, I lived in New York for a long time, and I went to school in Columbia School of Journalism, and so you know, that's my my city. I know I'm, I'm I sound like a crazy hip hop dude, but I'm actually very uh, very nerdy. You know, nerds win. Uh, people forget that. You know, you need to get on that coding. Coding is the way to go now. The new the new gangster. Sure, sure. Columbia is a tough school. Um, so you're from New York City, you said. I grew up in the Bay Area in Oakland, and uh, okay. I left there, went to undergrad at San Diego State, and then left there and went to uh, work um, from New York to the L.A. Times, where I worked for many years, and, you know, started freelancing for The Source in the mid-'90s and was the first West Coast editor. So I actually grew up in in Oakland, but I spent a lot of time in New York and L.A. There was many years I lived in both places, so that's the ultimate dream, right, to go back and forth to the, the you know, 
East Coast and West Coast. True. How hard was the transition from uh, traditional journalism to, like, hip-hop entertainment? Well, you know, it's funny because obviously going to sort of, I don't want to say the white bread schools that I went to, and obviously, you know, to some extent there weren't very many African Americans in those situations, even though I had grown up in Oakland around hip-hop culture and around, you know, the streets and stuff like that, um, it was a little different to, you know, transition from newspaper sort of square world to more kind of fun and out there on um, television and film. And so it's been good. I had to take off the blazer and the khakis and put on the, you know, throwback jerseys and, the, you know, buttoned up fitteds and a, and a cock the hip-hop hat. So just a little change in diction. But, um, you know, obviously hip-hop is all about um, doing your own thing. And so I, I found traditional media was dying in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I was like, it's time to move to the next, you know, which is the visual medium. Evolving. Uh, so what notable shows have you produced and directed? Um, well, as you, I think, mentioned in the uh, introduction, I currently produce a show called Unsung, which airs on TV One, and that show is all about favorite, you know, pop culture, um, R&B and hip hop stars. We've done Full Force, Houdini, uh, Sheila E, uh, Fat Boys, Big Daddy Kane, EPMD, Arrested Development, um, Gil Scott Heron. Um, I'm about to do DJ Quick, which premieres on June 17th. Um, done Celebrity Crime Files, which is another show I did. Chris Lighty, Shakir Stewart, and. BT Awards, the Olympics, I don't know, NAACP Awards, BT Honors, uh, Vibe Awards, I don't know. Um, a lot of different kind of shows. So I've been really, really fortunate. It's It's been a great ride. And also produced a few films. So, you know, that's where I'm headed now in the future, I think, more television and film um, projects. So how does it feel uh, to win four NAACP Image Awards for your work? Uh, you know, I think awards are great, you know, whether it be an Emmy or whatever, you know, which I got for the Olympics or, you know, NAACP Image Awards for Sunday, and I think not Sunday Best, yeah, Sunday Best and uh, Image Awards for Unsung. I think awards are really great, but they don't really, you know, it sounds horrible to be acknowledged, you know, for your you know, work is great, but now I'm like, I need a Grammy, I need an Oscar. You know what I mean? How can I get a Peabody, a Poker Award? You, know? so, you never, you never want to, you know, be ungrateful, but you don't never want to keep looking behind either. You know, you always got to be looking forward. So, uh, I'm thankful. Sure. Let's, let's, you know, I want to have twenty, twenty more awards, and we can, you know, let me produce the show. That's where I'm at. <laughs> so, gotcha. gotcha. So, what is Profit from It Entertainment? Profit from Entertainment is my company, which I run here in Los Angeles, and we work a lot in, in New York and other parts of the country. We produce shows like, you know, Centric's Being, which we did last year, uh, documentary series, and um, produce a lot of branded and web content, uh, as well as feature films, like we did with Young Jeezy's Hustlers Ambition, and different shows, you know. It's basically a multimedia entertainment company that I founded um, based on my own experience of working for you know, people who produce the Grammys and the BET Awards and all these different shows. So um, we produce entertaining and uplifting, you know, entertainment that's, um, you know, inspire but also entertain. And so I've been fortunate to sort of straddle the line and do both. And so, you know, we also produce film. So uh, it's just profit from it. You know, you P-R-O-P-H-E-T is meaning that you get some type of spiritual, you know, guidance from it. And then P-R-O-F-I-T is that you make money. And so, you know, to me, you want to be profitable, but in pockets, but you also want to make sure you do something, hopefully, especially in these times, that's going to inspire people 
and be dope as well. And so, you know, that's sort of my mantra. You can profit from it financially, but hopefully you can profit from it as well spiritually. Uh, what would you say is the most uh, meaningful project that you've worked on, something that really impacted you personally? Oh, that's a really deep... Uh, um, hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, people watch Unsung and have seen some really great shows, like the one I did about Gil Scott Heron, which I thought was really um, powerful and showed you the beauty of an artist who couldn't escape him, himself. Um, and who was really the foundation for hip-hop music and hip-hop culture, you know, I just did Chris Lighty, uh, who was an unfortunate music executive who had a great and fantastic career and influenced the culture, but, you know, looked like he committed suicide. So um, those kind of things, which I can affect a large amount of people in a, a way to make them think is always, you know, really kind of a great experience. You know, one of the most impactful pieces, I think, that a lot of people may remember me from is probably from the source when I did the covers, uh, when Tupac Shakur died, um, that kind of black and white cover, I wrote that and, you know, was there at the hospital when Pac died and, you know, and stuff like that. Even when Biggie passed away, I wrote those source covers. So those, you know, moments in, in culture that have been transformative, I've been fortunate to be around a few. So I'm waiting for the next inspirational moment. So, you know. Seems like uh, you're around for some of the most history-making uh, times for hip-hop. Um Tell us about your new project, A Madam's Heaven and Hell. Well, Madam's Heaven and Hell, you know, is basically the story of Jody Madison. She's one of the world's wealthiest madams. She's sort of the new school. She hates when I say it, but um, Heidi Flax, a hip-hop version. White woman um, from Utah, a Mormon at that, who basically transformed from sort of being a working girl to now three or four escort agencies uh, around the world and is really an entrepreneur and a very successful um, woman who empowers women and sort of is the anti-pimp, you know, where pimps are known to kind of beat women and take advantage of them and do that kind of stuff. These women have, you know, health care, they pay fees, and they have licenses and permits. And, you know, it really is a film about um, one woman's journey as well as a story about the women involved in the piece who are, you know, everything from young Mormon girls to turned-out girls in Detroit to girls with drug problems to girls who are using the money to pay for houses and have spouses. And, you know, it's a very diverse story. You know, I'm hoping that it pulls the skirt up on the sort of hypocrisy about sex in our country because I think a lot of times in America we view sexuality and, and sort of the sex trade industry sort of in a negative way where if you tra you know travel all over the world since the beginning of time, um, you know, the uh, power of the V, can we call it that? Can we say it on your show? The power of the V has always yeah, been, a, you know, a, a, a big thing. And so the film shows you all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I say, it, it revolves around the world of a, a madam from Utah. Uh, so what kind of feedback on where can you actually see the movie? Well, you can go Vimeo.com slash on demand slash a madam's heaven and hell. Um, you can also go to madam's heaven and hell dot com and buy the film um, a madam's just like it's spelled heaven and hell and I've got amazing feedback you know it's a very people you know when you see it and watch it you may be stereotyping it but it's fascinating it shows the girls you know from getting Botox to try to stay young to young ladies who were turned out at a young age to you know Jody's family who's a Mormon imagine your mom's a Mormon your dad's a police officer and you end up doing this and so it it, it traces her backstory and is very deep you know I think a lot of people who've watched it have been surprised at sort of the layers of it, and I did that obviously 
on purpose to show you something more. Because sometimes, you know, whether it be like a film I produced about Young Jeezy, which aired on MTV2 and features Samuel L. Jackson as a narrator, you know, you got to see Young Jeezy from multiple layers. And just like, you know, any episode of Donna Unsung, it, it sort of peels that back. So that was also the goal with this film. And I think people have been able to see that. And, you know, one of the things that's really inspiring that I didn't really realize until the movie came out, and obviously we're still going to go on Netflix and Redbox and we're pursuing international distribution and, you know, it may even air on um, a network you know, but is that, you know, a lot of times we um, sort of stereotype people. It's really important to make sure we see people in a bigger light than just what you think they are. Um, So, you know, it's a very fascinating film. I think ladies will be surprised. Because women nowadays, everything on love and hip hop and all of these shows, my wife is about being a boss bitch. And so, if you're a female um, entrepreneur and about your business, here's a great example of a woman who flipped the script from being the worker to the boss and is basically in a male dominated field, is being her own boss and, you know, keeping women working with women. So, I mean, it may not be your traditional, you know, Xerox or, uh, uh, you know, company, but it's the same thing. Corporate America just in, the, in sort of the. Uh, entertainment world. Very interesting. Uh, what are you hoping that uh, people take from the movie that maybe the trailer isn't showing? Well, you know, I think you know it's tough to put all of the stuff, the, the images, and, and your goals and messages in one small trailer. As much as I did try to get it all in there, it's just I think it's just you know uh, the layers of what the girls go through in terms of. Um, the battles between the young and the old. There's racial issues in that world, and some of the women are have self-esteem issues. Why they do it? Some of them are smart and use this and do this for a short amount of time to the next step in their life. You know, as a bridge to save money or use their looks. You know, Jody herself, um, to me, has suffered the consequences of her actions in terms of. You know, she the movie follows not just traces these women, but it follows her um, the weeks and days before she goes to jail for federal tax evasion, which she ended up doing three years. And so it flips back and forth between her life um, and the time before she goes to jail and explores her family and all of that. So, you know, for me, I wanted people to see her life and see the girls, but also really make sure that you understand that, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of sexy, funny, amazing stuff happening in our world. And this was just one of those slices of life that I really wanted to tell. So do you have any upcoming projects? Well, you know, a few different things I'm working on. Um, I know that you spoke um, with Sean Granberry, who works with Watch Now Networks. I'm currently, you know, working with him on a project called Hip Hop TV, which we are sort of, um, you know, in the beginning stages of, but it's going to be a 24-hour hip hop network, um, sort of like OTT model, meaning that goes straight to consumer. You can have it on your app and watch it on Roku and, you know, uh, Apple TV and download it and watch it on your phone. You know, we're trying to bypass traditional cable and give you a 24-hour network with original content, licensed, you know, content and music videos. Imagine, like, you know, the Vice or Vivo with a little bit of old-school MTV sliced in there. You know what I mean? And so that's one of the things we're on for late summer, uh, which you'll be able to see, hiphoptv.com. And that's just, you know, the Internet is a new world. It's like another network from my traditional route. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Sean on uh, our last show. Uh, you talked a lot about um, ownership. Uh, I know you're one of the attendees at the Wall Street Project Conference. Uh, how has your journey becoming an owner um, provided for you? Well, you know, um, 
I mean, it sounds horrible, I mean, to say it in such crude terms, but obviously from just producing a movie, A Madam's Heaven and Hell, you know, sometimes in life, either you're a pimp or you're a hoe, and you have to sort of ask yourself how long you want to be a hoe. Um, not to be crude, but, you know, I, I produce a lot of Jake shows on different networks and who done really well. Um, a lot of those shows I did not own, but I was hired as a producer, and once they re-aired and went on other networks and been licensed, I didn't own that much of it, a few things. And so now I'm like, you know, as a business owner, you have to lose, you know, use your inspiration and things you've learned from the past. And now I own percentage of everything that I do and also, you know, the distribution and have a greater role in the contracts and other than just doing the creative. And so, you know, you have to master your craft and, and want to be better. You know, we need more African-American entrepreneurs and African-American production companies. So a lot of times shows that you wouldn't believe are about people of color. There's very few people of color actually making it. You know, one of the big shows I work on, uh, I won't say exactly what it is, but there's never been a person of a white, a black person who's edited the show, and the episodes are mostly about black people. So, you know, that's that's problematic. And so, when you have your own company, you're able to hire those people, those young people, give them opportunities, and and groom them. And you know, in Hollywood, it's all about control and ownership. And then that's how you get rich and you help yourself. Um, there's other racial groups who've done the same and, and become very powerful. So that's sort of my goal, too, is to, to impact creatively, but also in terms of business ownership and staffing, which is important. Very, very, you know? Yeah, yeah, very, I mean, very. You, you know, you could trace it back in the day. You know, I know Richard Pryor, who was one of my um, inspirations, you know, stopped showing up on the set of some of his movies because he was like, you know, I need some black people on set. I need a gaffer. I need a, you know, a stuntman. Can, we, can they get some opportunities, too? So uh, that's important. True, true. So if uh, you we were to make a movie about P. Frank, uh, what would what would be the central theme? Um, just sort of a never give up attitude, and uh, you never know where life can take you. Uh, one of my mottos is, you know, why shoot the breeze about it when you could be about it? Meaning, you know, don't talk about what you want to do. Just go ahead and do it. And sometimes you can fail upwards. You can fail 10 times and that one victory. Um, I remember I was interviewing B. Smith, um, who's, you know, a little bit going through some, uh, I think she has Alzheimer's now. But one of the things that she told me, which was really just a great piece of advice, which I still use, um, I produced a piece about her for the BET Honors, is that, you know, you have to stand on a mountain of no's for one yes. And as a model, it took her a long time to get established. People kept turning her down, but that one yes broker and she became one of the biggest african-american models and you know few in the beginning of, of you know modeling uh and so um i have the same sort of mentality if they made a movie about me it would about be resilience and fun and you know one of my other models is you know from the womb to the tomb presume the unpredictable gun salute life rapidly that's the ritual you know and that basically means you know every from the moment you're born to the day you die you have to gun salute life and, and live it up and enjoy it um, as a ritual because, you know, me being in hip-hop, there's so many people from my peers to my homie Guru to Pac to other people that I've grown up and, and known and, you know, one day they're here and one day they're gone. So um, hopefully be resilient and, and enjoying life. That will be my um, central theme. And a lot of, you know, a lot of talking ish, that's what we do from East Oakland. And so, you know, it's an awesome situation. Living life, I'm happy to be here. Things are good. You know, I can't complain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's next for P. Frank Williams? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to continue to hustle 
and Grind, as I mentioned, the Hip Hop TV project is popping. We also have a feature film about uh, Roger Troutman, who was the leader of the group Zap. More bounce, you know, computer love. I want to be your man. Um, everybody knows California, California love with Tupac and Dre. And so you know, I produced the unsung about them, and now we're turning that into a feature film. And it details Roger's life in the, in the band and also you know him making the song California Love with Tupac and Dr. Dre, as, as well as the unfortunate end of his life when Roger was killed by his brother and then his brother killed himself. And so it's a very deep story, um, very entertaining and sort of, captures the multi-generational look from funk to hip-hop. Also working on um, a documentary, Children of the Black Panther Party, and it is actual children who grew up um, as the children of Black Panther Party members and how their lives were affected by having their parents go to jail and change the issues and, you know, fighting for their country and that kind of stuff. You know, I'm interested in trying to tell provocative and interesting stuff. So, you know, whether it be internet, you know, content or 24-hour network to actual film to documentary, you know, I never put myself in a box, so we're we're pursuing different angles, you know what I mean? Not just staying focused on one thing like documentaries or branded content. Oh, it sounds like you're very, very busy. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, we know that you and Profit From It Entertainment will continue to be a great success, and we look forward to watching your new ventures. Thank you so much, and you can, you know, obviously hit me up at P. Frank Williams, P. F. R. A. N. K. Williams on Twitter. Um, obviously on Instagram, I'm still P. Frank Williams. Our company, ProfitFromIt.com, P. R. O. P. H. E. T. From it.com and I'm P. Frank Williams. Dot com. Uh, keep your head up, and don't let nobody tell you you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, I started off in East Oakland on the blocks and doing things that weren't legal, and here I am in Hollywood. So you know, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. I know I Thanks, sound like a you know fast talking pimp, but it's real talk, baby. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. For more information on the Madam Seven and Hell, like them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to our new 2015 Business of Hip Hop series on Black Talk Radio. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Twitter.